Fixing in the old bio Find your favorite fishing pole Find out where's the next honey hole Only on the top rock fishing show Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Uh, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio. And the purpose of this show, as always, is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, uh, Rick, if it wouldn't be for these people, uh, each Friday we wouldn't be here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And if you want to give us a call, the number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane1240.com. And you can listen to us anywhere in the world as long as you have access to the Internet. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa. Play Kane 1240. You can uh, also uh, uh, listen to us on, on uh, the Internet map. So, uh Try to school us in each day and listen to Kane Radio. Uh, we stream just about everything. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, uh, Rick, freshwater, saltwater fishing was shaking, my man. Tony, a week ago before all this rain started, well, it's been pretty close. I had a buddy of mine went out to uh, in the cove. He caught 18 specks, nothing real big. He had a couple that was pushing three pounds. But now I haven't uh, spoken to him, not at all this fresh water, you know, uh, infusion come in or, or just deluge or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's rain and rain and we're supposed to get some more rain. And on the fresh water side, the basin was doing good also uh, a week ago until, you know, we started getting the rain. Now it jumped up and it's going to fall back down, but it was five something. Now it's going to jump up to like six, six or six, eight and then start dropping slowly. But uh, with all the rain, Tony, it's just uh, it's kind of like <laughs> kind of in a limbo, you know. It's uh, just a lot of water. But, you know, Rick, uh, it, it's still it's better than 12 and 15 feet where we had sometimes during yeah. the summer a couple of years ago and uh, even right. lately as maybe six to eight months ago. And then depending on how much, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the, I talked to my uncle yesterday. He lives up north in the northern states in Georgia, and uh, – they're expected to get a lot of rain today, so how much of that is going to wash down and how much rain north of us is going to come down, you know, and cause the basin to rise? We just have to wait and see. But right now, still at around six, not quite seven feet, still comfortable fishing, you know. But I know you, you're a big uh, uh, one to say that, you know, when that water starts rising, it's not real good, uh, yeah. whether it goes up a foot or two foot, but uh, you always want to see it kind of maintain. Yeah. A few, Tony, let's say if we go up from five and a half to, say, Five and a half is five eight. So say we go up to like almost six feet, a little under six feet. That's not bad. But when you start going increments of uh, feet, you know, at a time, then that's that's a lot of water. Because at Sherrington Landing, say if you drove up, Tony, you, you stuck a stick at the edge of the water, and you come back the next day, and it's a foot towards you past that stick. That's a lot of water. Okay. Yes. Oh, sir. Yeah, it is because you covered a big area. Oh yeah, it come, yeah, <laughs> because that's <laughs> right. Amazing. All of that water, you know, is filling up. Plus, you know, it's just not passing your marker. Yeah. The lake is also coming way up. Yeah, a lot of water, as you say, a lot when of water. When I say lake, Sheraton Lake, I mean, you know, around sure. Sheraton Beach, yeah. Well, well Rick, uh, again, uh, what's working for you right now with regards to freshwater now, and uh, where <clears throat> have you been? Well, I had a little mishap uh, last Sunday morning. We were running, and I don't run my boat hard, Tony. We was just cruising, and all of a sudden something let go in the lower unit, and I don't think it's nothing major. 
<clears throat> but I made, and it was early. I made 10 phone calls. Finally got a hold of a buddy of mine. I got a hold of a buddy of his. And uh, the guy came and pulled us in. And we were uh, about two miles from our honey hole. But I was about 15 miles from the landing, you oh, know. Oh, wow. So, you know, and it's, uh, I, I just got to wait. And it, with all the rain, Tony, I got a, a buddy of mine that does my mechanic work. But it's rained so much every day. And then last night he had to work overtime for the company that he works for. So right now I'm kind of in limbo. But on the way back, we, we trolled out. We came down down a little canal. I was not too far from uh, Miller Chute. When we did, we still caught 10 fish, not the quality fish, Tony, that we've been catching, but at least it wasn't a total loss. You know, all the time you spend on the water, Tony, eventually you're going to break down. I've pulled in numerous of people, a lot of good people, you know, but uh, it's just that's the way it is. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, I'll get my boat fixed and I'll be back on the water. But, you know, it was it's kind of heart-wrenching. But, you know, like I said, Rick, nobody got hurt. You know, just when they, when they give you lemons, make lemonade. So I told my little buddy, I said, look, let's just start fishing. Sure. And we ended up catching 10, you know, and it, it was a – the, the day was a wash, but it's all good. You well, know? Uh, of course, you weren't in a, an area where you were comfortable with or, or yeah. knew a lot about, but you right. still caught fish. And, Tony, I was like – And what was working for you what, catching those fish? The spinnerbait. We're, okay. still, we're still throwing spinnerbait. All right. And – uh I'm gonna give a shout out in a minute to the guy that came got me. And right. uh, Tony, if I if I could have ran like now you say you could have trolled there, but against the current, if I could have ran two more minutes, I would have been in my honey hole because I got a hold of one of my buddies, and I could they could have just pulled me all the way back. You see what I'm saying? Sure. But I, hey, sometimes it is what it is, you I know. know. But uh, Mr. Brian Broussard, I got to give him a shout out. Tony, he lives out off of uh, uh, Vita Shaw Road. Right. Now there's three or four Brian Broussards in New Iberia. Yes. I don't. I didn't get his middle initial, but Brian, if he's listening, and uh, you know, he lives off of Vita Shaw. I want to thank Brian, uh, Brian very much. And uh, like he told me, Rick, if you ever see somebody broke down, and a lot of people don't know this, Tony, if somebody's broke down and they waving you down and they get your boat number and you don't stop, it's against the law. Really? Yes, sir. It is. Did not know so that. I, I, I learned something. Uh, Last Sunday, that one of my buddies told me, he said, well, Rick, if somebody passes you, flag them down. I said, bro, where I'm at, there's not even an alligator passing, you know, so, let alone a boat, you know. Oh, wow. So we had to get out to the main channel, in other words, you know. But I got to thank Mr. Brian Broussard. And, uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get back on track, Tony. Okay, Rick. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can get that, your engine up and oh, uh, yeah. going and all. And, yeah. Uh, it's nothing major because, <clears throat> excuse me, Tony, when you have engine trouble, Tony, as long as you don't hear a knock or a shatter or metal hitting, it's not nothing major. It's when you start hearing noises in the engine that's not supposed to be there, now you got trouble. <laughs> you oh, know? I hear you. Oh, yeah. I hear you, too. Uh, I've been with people that we've had uh, some Or if it just trouble. locks up. That's yeah. Right. Oh, Lord. It's not necessarily yeah. hitting a mud flat that stops you. Right. You know, it's when you have a lower unit that's giving you yeah. some issues. That's right. what's it all about. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, in the CCA tournament, no, uh, hardly any changes at all. So uh, you only have a couple of weeks left uh, to catch. Uh, through the course of the year since uh, Memorial Day weekend, only one uh, tag redfish has been caught, and that was by Felton Dore over at, uh, he uh, waited over at the Pecan Island food store at 2.32 uh, uh, pounds. In the meantime, uh, the bank fishing, John Letard uh, with his speckled trout, five pounds, so catching from the bank. Olivia Cunningham uh, and Scotty Broussard uh, with one, two for the kayak division. Speaking of kayaks, we're going to have a little story about that later all right nicholas begno uh in the copia had landed at 
and he's been up there all year, Rick. He's yeah, at 65 pounds. You can put a stamp on that uh, one. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Buffy, uh, second at 50 pounds. Donald Romero with a red snapper had weighed in at Degos earlier this summer at 23.67. He's just, been there a while, too. Yeah, and he's just seven hundredths yeah. of a, a pound ahead of uh, Jackson Gotro. Right. Uh, in the Southwest Division, Speckle Trout, Anthony Frederick, Trey Case, and Grant Harden. Mangrove snapper Gary Trahan, Tronhaw, uh, and Eric Ilias, uh and fly fishing John Petrie, uh, also in the speckled trout. So in the youth division, not much activity, kind of disappointing to see, only six timed up <laughs> yeah. in our southwest division. So, uh, and you would have thought, Tony, with COVID last year, the license sales shot up like, yeah. oh, yeah. What? Uh, quadruple yeah, uh, in 20, 2020 yeah. and 2021 right they doubled just about and even you could see the play at the golf courses even yeah. uh and we have a couple uh golf course sponsors and uh yes sir. Uh, you could see the play there just increase too i don't know, you know what happened getting out in the fresh air don't know uh, yeah. anyway whether to be or not to be so yeah. uh anyway um opportunity still out there for a couple of weeks uh, i think it ends uh, memorial i think it ends memorial yes, day memorial. at five o'clock so that's a, a monday and i think that date is uh the fifth i believe the it's memorial the day. fifth okay yeah looking at the calendar so right. uh the first is uh thursday this the third is saturday the fourth fifth so the fifth anyway the louisiana i finally received one on an accurate the louisiana private recreational red snapper landing estimates through august the 14th all right a 73 percent percentage uh, has been caught and that's basically right at 590,000 pounds uh the allocation of 809,000 pounds so uh of course it began may 27th by memorial day weekend and it's going to run through labor day <laughs> Uh, so if you're interested in uh, catching some red snapper, you're allowed three finally. Yeah. And we're going to have a story on some red snapper later on in the uh, broadcast here. But uh, All right. uh, it's looking good, the red snapper. So, uh, and, you know, when the feds and the states uh, uh, go against each other, and that's what it's all about right now. So uh, yeah. there are a lot of uh, mismanagements and how many fish are out there. And it looks like the, the state, the local people in the south, Right. See three times as many red snappers as the federals. Like we talk about the the specs and the snapper tony, you know the limit. Anyway, it should come down on the specs, but yeah, hey, I, you know they got a meeting yeah. coming up. I think early next month, and they're going to discuss some of that with regards to uh, the limits on red snapper. They, they you know, yeah. they talked about this for the past two years, and right. they kind of crawfish <clears throat> each time. Yeah, uh, of course, over in the Cameron area. That part of the state, uh, you only allowed 15 snacks. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, know, you, that, you told me set, that. Right. And right now we're still at 25. So, uh, and yeah. anybody knows, you go out there and you catch uh, 25. You and your yeah. buddy catch each 25. That's a uh, that's 100 fillets. 100 fillets. Man. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fish. It is, Tony. It's Unless a lot of you want to give some away to friends yeah. or whatever. And, or, you know, Tony, years ago, well, I, yeah, it's been a few years, uh, commercial fishermen really put the red snapper down, you know. Yeah. I mean, they they they, they caught a lot of them but uh to me now that they've bounced back and you don't have any more commercial fishing you know they could i don't know that's just my thinking they yeah. could bump it up a little bit more you know well we have an article here on the manhattan which is the pogey okay about with the speckled trout uh 
you know, that's a speckled that's trout. That's the buffet for them. Oh, yeah. is it ever. Right. You know, and that the commercial fishermen have pretty much torn that up. So, uh, yeah. And uh, probably another reason why we don't see as many specks around here. But we'll talk about that in a All few right. moments. Yeah, so, sure. Anyway, the world's largest kayak fishing tournament is ready to roll again. Kayak anglers, yeah, you can rejoice. Okay. The Coastal Cons- uh, Conservation Association Ride the Bull returns to Grand Isle this weekend. Yeah. Today and tomorrow. And after a two-year... High 80s, you know, due to the COVID, the Ride the Bull, number 11, originally set for August 2020. Well, they've had to cancel it twice due to the COVID. But the administration of uh, uh, vaccinations and the trend of lessening the spread of COVID reset, uh, uh, ready to uh, uh, ride the bull, uh, 11. It's the third time they put it up. So uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, Mother Nature last year destroyed it with regards to Ida. And it threw a whole monkey wrench into it. But uh, hopefully yeah. things are looking bell. But uh, anyway, the uh, immediate aftermath at Grand Isle, they had a lot of cleaning up to do. And they were really not sure if they were going to hold it this year. But uh, the uh, tournament director, Rad Thrasher, uh, decided on Facebook. And he put out a note. And uh, they're going to run with it right now. And the family that had the Bridgeside Marina down at Grand Isle, they had a lot of repairs to do. So, uh However, the sheer uh, determination, resilience, they're going to have it done. So blood, sweat, and tears, uh, the Bridgeside is back, along with many other Grand Isle families and businesses. Good. So, uh, Good for them. That tournament's set for this year, for today and tomorrow. And Last time they had it, Tony, did you have a, a number? Yeah, they had close to 750 oh, uh, kayaks. Participants? Dang, That's really? right. They expect about four to 500 this year Man. if everything works out. But, uh, well, that's still a lot. That's, you're right. That's a ton of, uh, ton of fishermen yeah. there. And you know, so, Tony, uh, that in the last, what, five years, kayaking has came a, a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can outfit I mean, it's, a kayak. It's, it's I mean, blew up. For yeah. ten grand or fifty grand, oh, but yeah. well, you can outfit a good kayak for a few thousand yeah. dollars. You yeah. know, and right. uh, and, and do, get out do there just as bay. good at fishing. You're right. Yeah, you yeah. just you just hope you get one of them uh, hundred pound fish that can drag you all around the well, bay. Well, he'll pull you around. Oh, he yeah. certainly. I watched will. one the other day. A big group you of know, guys hung him. That's I mean, right. He that's pulled right. him around for like a mile. It seemed. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Anyway. Uh, and they have more kayaks in this tournament than any tournament in the country. And and it started in 2013. They had 488 kayaks, and they've had as many as 750. Yeah. Uh, they expect this year between, yeah. as I mentioned, four to 500 kayaks. Yeah. So, uh, See, Tony, good for the economy. Um, that's a good area. You know, it's it's out, I don't know what you would call it, off the coast or whatever, you know, Grand Isle, wherever it's at. And, um that's that's a good thing you, you know you get people to come in and spend dollars and uh it's good for the economy and you know what rick the uh, the fish as they're caught they're aerated so they, they put right. them in tanks let them get fresh again and, right and release and, them and release them that's good so they weigh them they bring them in weigh them and yeah. the measure them and all and uh they release them so that that's really good and a lot of spectators go out there to watch oh, this yeah because they're right there in the bay fishing yeah. and all and that's it. uh Ride the bull, take three uh, today and tomorrow at the Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Yeah. So, uh, That's a good thing. Good for I, them. I agree. Yeah. If, if you want to fish in it, they've got information out there. You might have to Google uh, in the wildlife and fishery. Would you be able to find it? Uh, don't know what the cost is off the top of my head. Right. But uh, anyway, it's, it's a great event. Bring a lot of people to uh, Grand Isle, and there's people watching and uh, – and all kind of uh, food and beverage and things oh, of that yeah. nature. So it's, it's just a good old time out there. Right. And they, Tony, if they have four or 500 boats plus the spectators, that's, that's a lot of folks. Oh, you bet. Yeah, you so. bet. So yeah. anyway, anyway, some ongoing information. You know, uh, the statewide tournament for anglers for the rodeo, the CCA, as we mentioned, it's all t- up to September 5th at 5 yep. o'clock. Wine so, and done. Uh, 
That's yeah. right. Uh, if you want to pull it up and get some information, if you want to get in late, uh, they still have opportunity. But, man, over a half million dollars worth of prizes, too. But you got to catch. you got to be registered. And you got and you got to be in the CCA, and you got to get your a fish that's going to weigh in. So, anyway, hunting season. We hadn't talked about much about hunting season. Right of around the getting, corner. Oh, it's getting ready to, to get going. Yeah. And the doves, uh, the first split. The south zone is going to be September third to the eighteenth. The north zone is going to be from September third to the twenty fifth. And that's right around the corner. Two weeks Rick. away. Yeah. So you guys, man, yeah. don't wait till the last minute to clean your guns right. and get your gear ready and all Two that. Two weeks away. So it's uh, getting ready to jump up. And the wildlife fisheries got their big meeting on September 1st at 9.30. It's over in Baton Rouge, and that's when they're going to talk about uh, different aspects of fishing. And uh, I think all the hunting uh, dates have all been set up, but they're going to talk a little bit about the speckled trout uh, and see where that's going to fall in and all. So uh, it'll be interesting. Anyway, um, also fishing and shrimping seasons uh, for Red Snapper, Fridays uh, to Sundays only, unless there's a holiday Monday, which is the uh, Labor Day weekend coming up, and uh, that's Lane, Blackfin, Queen, and Silk Snappers, Wrenchmen, among other snapper species, all groupers, including Gag, Red Grouper, except clothes for Goliath and Nassau groupers in the state and federal waters, and the Greater Amberjack and the Great Triggerfish are also have closed seasons. Note the Red Grouper closes on August the 30th at 12.01 a.m. in state and federal waters. So uh, okay. be alert for all of that. So uh, in the meantime, uh, before we take our first break here, Rick, uh, the Louisiana Attorney General filed a motion to stifle the recreational fishing, and Attorney Jeff Landry has filed a motion to intervene in a lawsuit attempting to stifle the recreational fishing in Louisiana. The lawsuit filed by the commercial fisherman challenges the National Marine Fisheries Service that rule allocates the Gulf Red Grouper quota, and Attorney General Landry has requested to intervene to defend the rule. He says, I will continue fighting to ensure Louisiana remains a sportsman's paradise for yeah. all who live and visit here. Well, yeah. And the recreational commercial fishing have coexisted in Louisiana for ages. We cannot allow one to be preserved at the expense of the other. So uh, uh, we'll see. We'll keep a, an eye on this and see what's going to intervene and what's going to take place. But uh, we're talking about grouper, and they're even talking about some other, you know, they're talking about the, the redfish, and uh, we're going to have something on that with the CCA. It's got, uh, they're sticking their neck out and about the uh, manhead, the pogey. Okay. With the commercial fishermen, they, they have a quarter of a mile barrier, and they've been breaking that barrier. Oh. So uh, they've been okay. going into the shallower water of trying to pick up those manhaden, which is, like you said, the speckled trout's uh, buffet. And uh, with the lack of that, it seems like a... Uh, that's uh, creating uh, probably some of the lack of uh, specs we're seeing maybe in this area okay. too. So and Could even be. and even east of us where it's uh, a little more bayous and access. So uh, uh, we're going to go ahead right now and take our first break. You're listening right. to Kane Radio AM and uh, twelve forty and FM one zero seven five. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. 
Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Corner Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Corner Tavern, 19 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Corner Tavern now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. And thanks again for voting the Corner Tavern. Best bar and more this year's Best of the Tesh. The hits of the 60s, 70s. And 80s. Kane 1075, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to the Fishing and Hunting Show here on Kane Radio. And uh, just a quick update Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is launching their new free fishing education courses. And if you're interested, uh, you need to uh, look at the Wildlife and Fisheries and contact them. The problem is they're only taking 10 people. They've got three different sites they're going to be at, and those sites are going to be in Baton Rouge. Uh, the next up is September 17th at, uh, in Kenner, and then the final is September 22nd at Waddell Wildlife and Fisheries uh, Refuge over in Baton Rouge. So while tackle will be provided, anglers can bring their own gear. Students will receive fishing info and H&H tackle package. So uh, if you want to find out more about it, uh, head to the Louisiana Wildlife and uh, Fish site and pull it up. Now, Tony, I don't want to put you on the spot. They're doing freshwater, saltwater, or they uh, don't I, really say? They don't, uh, they okay, don't all right. dive yeah. into it. But uh, just yeah. uh, beginner sessions for people who want to learn a little bit more about fishing and all. But the problem is only 10, uh, 10 well, people taking yeah. each site. So, but they're going to provide and they're going to take you out, too. But if so, you can get in, that, that oh, would yeah. be uh, – For a beginner? To me, it would be well worth it, Tony. Oh, yeah. You're exact, exactly right. It's, uh, that, w- that would be a good, uh, a good thing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, talked about this a little teaser before we uh, took our break. Uh, the CCA says Louisiana is the Wild West for Manhattan industry. And the pogie boats continue to pound Louisiana's beaches, shorelines this summer in Louisiana. Uh, they talk about it uh, in Dave Cresson, who's the uh, Coastal Conservation Executive Director and CEO. He outlined concerns and yet for calls for another action around the lack of protection of Louisiana's natural resources in a pogey update. Basically, all summer along, these massive pogey ships have been uh, seen harvesting in the shallow waters off Louisiana's beaches and shorelines. Sometimes the boats have been spotted 
making sets and using their giant purse sends uh, inside the shallow bays and inlets of the par- off the parishes, churning up the bottom sediment and netting millions of pounds of critical forage uh, by the catch. And not surprisingly, there are countless reports of dead redfish and other species left behind. And uh, they move; they remove almost a billion pounds of Manhattan and ten millions of pounds uh, by bycatch of Louisiana shorelines each year. Rick, yeah. and they wonder where the uh, speckled trout went. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so earlier this week, uh, multiple Manhattan vessels uh, were observed uh, operating with a quarter of a mile of the coast. Sadly, this was not a surprise. It has been common, he said. This is crescent occurrence along the coast in recent years. Remember, the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission thought a quarter mile buffer, excluding an area around Brighton Sound, uh, which apparently is not important enough to protect, was an adequate step to address the problems those boats are causing. He said the industry promised in a formal testimony to adhere to strictly to the buffers established coastwide, but even though the buffer is grossly inadequate, the Manhattan, Manhattan industry refuses to abide by it, and that's part of the problem, Rick. And uh, Plaquemines Parish is uh, one of the big issues down there, and uh, I'm not sure about the boats running in this area. I haven't seen them. I haven't been out in a while, so... Uh, but they're going in water five and six foot deep. Yeah, that's, like you said, that's going to that's yeah, hurt it. That's right. And yesterday morning, uh, a captain reported seeing ships running right over the pickets on artificial reef in six to seven feet of water. Remember, the, these pogey steamers draft between six and 12 feet of yeah. water. And they likely damage the reef habitat. And at the CCA and the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and other partners spent millions to build a few years ago. So uh, that's been a concern, Rick. And they're talking about... Uh, where the fish are, you got to go. And that Manhattan, uh, like we talked earlier twice, that's the buffet, man, for yeah. the speckled trout. Yeah, and they'll scatter out. That's I mean, right. When you, when that's right. Trying to find a food source, you know. Anyway, so uh, data shows that uh, more than 70% of the entire Gulf of Mexico Manhattan harvest occurs within three miles of the coast. And uh, I'm not so sure. Maybe they should push it out a little further than that quarter of a mile. They should. Push it out maybe a mile. Yeah. You know, so the fish can get in and spawn and everything of that nature. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, and as we both know, a couple of years ago, the speckled trout, you, you were wondering where they were. Yeah. Uh, I remember in one of the rodeos, uh, the winning speckled trout was point six six pounds. It was small. Oh, yeah. yeah that's uh, This past year, not too bad with the fishing. So you just got to find clean water, too. And if these boats continue to turn up. The uh, uh, the brackish water and the and the chocolate water and just move it around uh, and anyway, but uh, they're asking the uh, fishermen out there if you see these boats in the waters where they shouldn't be, take photos and pictures and all that and let them know, man. Uh, the CCA so uh, important information there, Rick, and we all should uh, abide by it. And I'd like yeah. to see the speckled trout here where people go out and catching you no know, ten, twelve, fifteen speckled trout and enjoy their day, man. Back in the day, Tony, oh the, yeah, the cold was. Uh, Man, I can remember. It was very good fishing. Oh, yeah. Very much in the cold trash pile, all up in those areas, uh, Shark Bayou. Yep. You catch your share of fish and all, oh, so, yeah. uh, without having to go out further past the mounds and places like that. A lot so. of people, they got those long wharfs, Tony, behind yeah. the camp. They, they used to just walk down the wharf and oh, just I can catch. Remember, I can remember walking out yeah. and the water was clean. You could see that's, the schools oh, of the speckled That's right. Throw a double rigger and catch you a few specks. Oh, you know, cast net. You go back catch. in the camp and cook them. That's yeah. right. Anyway. Uh, another thing uh, we hadn't talked about in a while is the area of low, uh, in other words, the dead zone, uh, the hypoxia zone out there in the Gulf and uh, uh, that can kill fish and marine life. There's about 3,200, uh, almost 3,300 square miles. And just a few years ago, there was over 5,000 square yeah. miles of uh, the dead zone. 
And an oceanographer at the NOAA says the area is still more than two times larger than the reduction target of 1,900 square miles in the next 10 to 15 years. So, And uh, basically, it, it runs off a lot. There's no nutrients in the water for the fish. And uh, each year during the summer, the several marine species in the Gulf die after being exposed to an overgrowth of algae and excess nutrients that create lack of oxygen. So... Uh, Anyway, the hypoxia water is also found to alter the fish diets, growth rates, habitat. Uh, anyway, uh, and I'm wondering, Rick, if the storms maybe, if we get uh, storms, we've had you know, three or four in the last few years, that they churn up the water enough to uh, bring Mix it in, up. Yeah. Yeah, bring, hopefully bring in some oxygen, or is it worse? I, I, I'm yeah. not sure about that with regards to the uh, algae being spread maybe. Right. But it seems like if you mix up the water a little bit, bring in some more. Of course, these storms, yeah. you know, bring in uh, tons of water inland. But uh, anyway, the survey helped scientists determine the progress in minimizing the dead zone, uh, which you'd like to see. It said the largest dead zone happened five years ago, and they had about 8,700 square miles of dead zone. That's a lot. That's a lot. You're right. Yeah. That's a tremendous amount of uh, dead water. So Anyway, hopefully the agency is directing $60 million to fund it over the next five years to nutrient the reduction effect. So we'll see how that takes place. But it's important, Rick, very oh, yeah. important. Yep. Elsewhere, uh, it's something I wanted to bring about, you know, our bad boys doing the fishing show. A Hammond man arrested for falsifying uh, a public records. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents arrested a Hammond man for uh, filing false public records on August 16th in East Baton Rouge Parish. The agents arrested the 43-year-old and booked him into the East Parish uh, uh, Baton Rouge Jail. Agents began investigating the alleged uh, following a homemade boat inspection on a 17-foot aluminum that was conducted on July 8th. He filed paperwork with the department for a homemade boat and inspection on June 6th. During the investigation, agents found that the alleged falsified documents for his homemade boat inspection. And on August the 16th, the alleged admitted to the agents about the fraudulent documents for his vessel. Filing false public records uh, brings up to a $5,000 fine and five years in jail. And you know as well as I do, Rick, huh. we've got a lot of people around here that build boats. Yeah. And uh, you need to have them inspected. Make sure you're following all the procedures and guidelines that needs to be done. That's right. And if you don't, uh, guess what? You're going to have a lot of problems, yep. man. And uh, like we said, a lot of people around here build a, you know, build a boat. Yeah, you got to get it stamped. Got to get it stamped by the wildlife right. fisheries. That's right. Yeah. You need to pay by the rules, and uh, I hate to say it, uh, but it's your boat. I agree, but uh, for safety concerns and all, so uh, just some of the rules you got to follow. Meanwhile, today, uh, Friday, the twenty sixth of August, the sun rose in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at six forty two. Water. Sun's coming up a lot later this morning yeah. and setting a lot earlier, too, at 736. That's right. In the high and low tide chart, we see the first high tide was at 539 this morning. The next high tide will be at 206. The first low tide will be at 950 a.m. and the next low tide at 1001 p.m. tonight. Saturday, the 27th, 642, the sun's going to rise again. Set at 735. Boy, those days are getting shorter. It's uh, shrinking, daylight. Tony. You're yeah, right about it's that. shrinking on us. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide will be at 554. That's Saturday morning. And the next high tide at 303 p.m. First low tide will be at 1022 uh, a.m. Saturday morning. And the next low tide at 1030 at night. Elsewhere on Sunday, the 28th, uh, the sun's going to rise at 643. Set at 733. In the high and low tide chart, the first high tide will be at 6.09 in the morning. That's Sunday morning. The next high tide, it's 4.07 p.m. The first low tide will be at 11 a.m. That's Sunday morning. And the next low tide at 11 p.m. or 11.01 
uh, 12 hours later that night. The average water temperature southwest past Vermilion Bay, uh, crisp 82 degrees. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, That's good. Yeah, I, I think so, Rick, uh, in that regard. So elsewhere, uh, Rick, uh, you know, each Friday, uh, these are the people that uh, give it, bring us this show each morning. Oh, yeah, we've got to thank our sponsors, Tony. Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And remember our motto. Uh, Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and deal. 